Hello, and welcome to Cousin Chat. Here, we talk about what matters. And so today, we are talking about people who should matter to everybody, and that's our veterans. And so Kenyana is joining me again today. You've all met her. Kenyana, say hello to the people. Hello, people. And two very special veterans are joining us. And, and so one of them is our cousin Tish. You've met her already with the remote learning and we used to swing her when we were kids. So uh, Tish, say hello to the people. Hello. And our cousin Bill, and they just happen to be brother and sister. Bill is also a veteran. So this is your first time meeting him, but Bill, say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Anyway, <laughs> guys, we are so glad to have you on here today for our Veterans Day chat. And so we're just going to jump right on into it. Well, first of all, we are just honoring all veterans, but we want to acknowledge the veterans within our family. And who better to acknowledge than our first cousins, Tish and Bill. So Tish and Bill, I'm asking this question to both of you. How long did you serve in the military and what made you decide to go in? Tish, I'll start with you. I was in for eight years. Uh, I achieved the rank of Sergeant and I was in the US Army. And really college wasn't going right for me. Mm -hmm. And I, didn't want at the time, uh, there was a lot of, uh, how can I say, discrimination going on concerning my major. And, okay. you know, and it was not right for my parents to have to pay over and over and over again for a class that this, you know, Caucasian teacher wants to make me take over and over and over again. So I got frustrated and I just went in and joined the military and told my mom about it the next day. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Okay, well, uh, folks, I guess we're all learning a couple of things today because I did not know that. Anyway, uh, let's move on over to Bill. Yeah, it came Ooh, out. Tish, I can't believe you. Ooh, Bill, go ahead. Um, uh, same question. How long did you serve in the military and what made you decide to join? And what branch? <laughs> Okay, uh, well, I, I served 20 years. I retired to start first class. Um, uh, the military is just kind of my thing as a kid, you know. My dad was in the Marines. You know, we had other family members in the military. So, uh, you know, I just kind of went along that path. Did the, the junior ROTC in high school and then just straight out of high school went on in. Oh, okay, so high school ROTC, they had a really good program. Would yeah, they say? had a, a yeah. Uh, the program that we had at our school was the uh, Marine Corps. Of course, uh, you know we were in a Marine Corps town. So, uh, but it was a it was a really good program. I think it it actually prepared me a lot for actual military service. You know, just small things to you know know what to expect at least. And he joined the army too. Yeah, I joined the army as well because I was just tired of the Marines. <laughs> I was surrounded by Marines your whole life, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. So you two put together, you guys have a lot of um, years put into the military. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, Tish, you and I have spoken before um, about PTSD. Now, for those who have it, what are some things that you could, um, are there any things that you could re recommend that they do to kind of help deal with it? Or 
is there any advice you could give family members who have family members returning, you know, and then have PTSD? Are there anything, any pieces of advice you could give or anything you'd like to say about that? It's kind of hard because everybody's different, mm -hmm. you know? Some, if you go to the VA, they'll tell you you need counseling. You need to see a counselor so they can talk you through the issues that's giving you post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some people that might work for them, you know, going through the VA and the VA has different steps to help people with post-traumatic stress. But to me, I kind of compensate for what bothers me and stay away from what triggers it. Okay. Um, because going to that counselor didn't do anything but just make me mad. And, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, if it's not in front of me, out of mind, I ain't out of mind is basically what I do. Because I, I did go to counseling one time and I left that place in worse shape than I went in. And wow. I just, I, I, I told, just like I called my mom and I called Bill, I, told, I said, I can't do that no more. And he was like, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I just, I can't do it. So, you know, and then a lot of things you need to look after too is when you, for some of the issues, some people turn to alcoholism, drugs, you know, and instead of keeping it under control, they let it get out of control. Mm -hmm. And that's when you need more help than just counseling. So it depends on the person, their habits, how they are, what they do to handle certain situations. Like mm -hmm. I said, everybody else is different. But the VA, they do have uh, steps in place to help veterans with post-traumatic stress. And okay. whether you want to accept those services is, is up to you. Good. Well, you know, at least it's good to know that it's out there. Bill, what about for you? Do you have anything to add to that? Or would you like to add to that, uh, the whole PTSD topic? Anything? But uh, yeah, um, just like how Tiz said, I, I agree with her what she said. Uh, you know, everybody's different. Uh, and, and I agree with her. You know, I, I know what she means. I remember that phone call when you called me and you were like, dude, I can't do this. This ain't for me, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I know exactly where you are, you know, and I get it. You know, I went through the same thing. I left there feeling worse off than I went in, you know, because I, I had to go through plenty of therapy. I'm actually still in therapy, you know, but uh, once you get past that crazy part, it's actually a whole lot better on the other end. And, uh, and you know, for me, it actually helped me out. It really, really does help me out uh, just to just to cope and uh, just to have those tools in your pocket, you know, gives me a little bit more confidence, you know, because that way I don't have to avoid so many things that I know will trigger, you know. God. I can look at a trigger and know how to handle it, you know what I mean? You both are, so Tish, you are an Iraqi vet. Bill, you're Iraq, I'm sorry, you're uh, Tish, you're Afghanistan. Bill, you're Iraq and Afghanistan, correct? No, 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 no. I, I, I did time in Kosovo and Iraq, mostly in Iraq. Kosovo and Iraq, okay. okay. And I did Iraq. It did Iraq, okay, okay, all right. So you talked about um, the services that are available for those who are dealing with PTSD. 
<clears throat> do you have to have insurance for that or is that something they just give you or automatically entitled to it? When you go in, um, they have different gold teams, uh, different teams. You got your blue team, your gold team. Uh, a lot of Iraqi soldiers are in gold. Well, that's the one I'm in, gold team. And when you go, they do an initial um, sign-in where they have you list, you know, if you were, what times you were through Iraq and, uh, you know, if you can participate in Iraqi freedom and stuff like that. And then they send you through a process or a screening mm -hmm. so that they can tell what you need services for and what you don't need services for. Okay. So, like when I went through my initial, they asked me, well, did you serve? And did you go to Iraq? And when did you go? Um, how long were you there? And you know, me, I had problems remembering a lot of those things. And they was like, okay, well, you're showing signs of post-traumatic stress on, on a lot of things that they were asking me. Mm -hmm. And they kept inviting me to these sessions, these sessions and said, you know, you're having memory issues. So we're gonna issue a PDA to help you remember like birthdays and everything. Cause y'all know I'm quick, I forget a lot of stuff. And, um, but the thing is, I just never wanted to accept it because mm -hmm. I knew where it would lead me to. And I didn't want to go there, you know? But mm -hmm. eventually I uh, accepted the help and went to them because, you know, I wasn't getting any disability for it. They diagnosed me, they told me I had it, but I wasn't getting disability money for it. And so my mom and Bill and my husband was like, look, you have this issue because I was getting on everybody's nerves. Okay. You have this issue. And eventually they made me put a claim in for it. And that's when I had to see that counselor. But they were offering me these services, calling me, calling me and calling me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. But you want me to go and get into a group with a whole bunch of people. I don't even know and talk about what I got issues with. I'm not that out. I don't do that, you know? Okay. So they they do screen you for the services that you need. Right. But to accept it is up to you. Got it. Got it. Okay. So it's out it's so it is there. You just mm -hmm. have to accept it. Mm -hmm. But um so um going back to like the whole insurance thing, I know Bill, you are actually retired. So that is, uh, so the insurance um, uh, issue probably doesn't affect you too much, but um, for those people that it is, or does it, like, whoa. So like for me, the difference, um, so with, with my retirement, I, I have TRICARE Prime, and that's basically the same uh, medical care that I would get while I was in the military. Okay. Uh, Except, uh, you know, when I go see different doctors, I'll just pay a thirty copay, and that's that's basically the most of it. You know, if I go to get some medication or something like that, maybe I'll pay a small copay. It's not that much, but it's 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 very very different, you know, from you know what I've been told of other people's experiences. Um, I, I'm no way, you know, anybody's uh, expert on that. I don't, I don't know um, how it is on the other side of it. So, you know, I, I kind of 
I'm in my bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've earned the right so, to be you know, in your bubble. Yeah, yeah. I like my bubble. It's comfy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can understand well, on the insurance part. Before I got the disability level I'm at now, I was at forty percent. And um, what they do is, it's kind of like how they do WIC or uh, uh, Medicare. They have it. Like if you have insurance, they do ask for your insurance information. And what they do is, it's like basically when you go to the doctor, whatever is not covered by the VA, your insurance is supposed to pick up. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what they do because before they had me at 40, before I went to 90, they had me at 40. And um, they uh, were charging me. I was going to the doctor for certain things, you know, my blood pressure, all that other stuff. And they were scheduling me for these appointments. And then I received this $300 bill. And I was like, okay, why am I getting a bill? And he was like, well, it's because you're at 40% and we only cover um, if you're over 50%, 50% or higher, you don't have to pay. If your disability level is like 50% or higher, you don't have to pay for any medical benefit, um, problems or appointments or medications, nothing. So I had to show them my um, disability enrollment on what percentage I am in order for them to erase that $300 bill. If, it, if I didn't, then I would have to pass it to my insurance and whatever the beginning didn't cover, my insurance would have to pay. Well, it seems like you guys have a lot to, uh, you know, we, we as regular citizens, we deal with a lot, but you know, veterans, I don't think that we give them the respect that they deserve. So that actually leads me to this question. Do you think that more should be done for veterans upon returning home from serving. What are your thoughts? Anybody could chime in. Kenyana, you look like you're busting out your seat. What do you think? No, no, no. no. I mean, you know, I remember, so, you know, so my dad was retired Marine, you know, 30 years. Um, And he served in, you know, Korean War, Vietnam. um, And, you know, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I feel like when you're talking about, you know, you've, you've heard the stories, or even if you saw the movies, you know, like Born on the Fourth of July, those, those kinds of things, and you come home and after serving, you know, regardless of what the outcome of the war is, my thing is these people have given up time away from their con- from the country that they have born and raised, and they've got they've away from their uh, families. They're missing birthdays and holidays to serve this country. You know, of course. Of course they should be given more. You know, nobody should have to come back from, you know, a war and try to figure out where they're going to live or how they're, they're going to live. eat, you know? Mm-hmm. This is, to me, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's just, um, I'm just, you know, real passionate about making sure that everybody has equal access to things. And so I don't understand when you say, you know, well, we love our country or we love our veterans and yet, you know, but, you know what I'm saying? So there, to me, there's yeah. no but, you know, make make exactly. it happen make it happen so that's just my two cents on that bill i i agree i i i really agree i think that you know there there should be no such thing as a homeless veteran you know mm-hmm. i i think okay. that that's one of the biggest shames of our country you 
know, there, there's way too many veterans that are out there that have nowhere to live, you know, and that's just ridiculous to me. Um, it's, a, it's a small percentage of our country that are veterans, you know. We should have that capability to be able to take care of that small percentage. And, and, and you know what, and, and the families, you know, yes, you guys, you guys go and you serve, you know, we miss you when you're, you're gone, you know what I'm saying? You know, your mom was about half crazy with both of y'all oh gone at the God. same time. You know, I, I remember that, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, um, I, it's just, that's, that's, that's nuts to me. Um, there, there should be support for, for the families too. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you come back and you're a shell of yourself because PTS completely rearranged your life. The the families should know how to help you. And I don't I, I have not heard much about what is available toward to the family members. I've heard about available to service people, but not necessarily what's available to families and how we can help people coming back from war zones cope. You know, what What can we do to make the transition back home easier? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing I would like to see is veterans not be, you know, even though you're not active, you shouldn't, and, you, and they tell you go to the VA, go to the VA, go to the VA um, to get, you know, treatment and everything else. I think they need to look at these fat bills that they're giving the veterans for what the VA does not cover because the disability level, the disability enrollment is not high. Like when they try to hit me up for those $300. You know, that's that's not right. You know, if you're gonna provide health benefits for veterans, yes, it's the veteran's responsibility to come in and register and get their veteran's ID card and everything else. But once you go through that screening process and everything else, you shouldn't have to worry about, oh, well, I have a VA bill. I have a VA bill. I have a VA bill. You shouldn't have a VA bill. That's the no. one thing that I just could not understand. I mean, yeah, especially, if, especially if you can't hold down a job. If you have no way to generate income, why are they expecting you to pay for something if you have no way to, to pay it? That, you know. that, but then they want you to go to the VA to get stuff done and then going through the VA to get like claims and everything else, they want you to jump through hoops. You got to email this that like daddy was telling me last night, he had to, in order for him, he's putting in claims uh, for his VA, he had to email them 200 pages of his medical record. That's ridiculous. I mean, he's like, yeah, I had to just email 200, pa- 200 pages. And yes. then he do like, what, 26 years in the Marine Corps, right? Yes. And he's oh, yeah, no. in the business no. paperwork. And it was no. like, oh, you got to email us. But the thing is, mm-hmm. they should have, when you get out the military, your medical records, once you enlist with VA, goes to the VA. So they should have it, even if it's right there at the, at the VA Center or archive. It doesn't matter. He should not have to email 200 pages see that's ridiculous that's now, ridiculous. see and he just happens to be able to do it what yeah. about those other veterans who are not able to do that or don't have access to the technology that they should like yeah. or don't have a stable place where they can have all of this information it's not right and you know we think of you know when you know around veterans day that's what everybody wants to get all excited we want to 
celebrate our veterans. We want to post pictures of our veterans. Okay, we'll give them 10% discount at this restaurant. You know, but there is so much more that goes on during the year between Veterans Day that needs, it's just so much that needs to happen to acknowledge and take care of our veterans. Yeah, because I know there, there has been a different kind of treatment for different shades. So I just wanted to touch on that if you guys have something to say. So I know we've, we've had years of experience or, or people in the family that have served in the military. So um, let me stop you, know, you there for a second. So yes. we've got Uncle Dave, we've mm-hmm. got Uncle Bone, we've got mm-hmm. Fernando, Tish, your husband, mm-hmm. veterans. Um, am I missing anybody? Uncle E.T. My dad. Oh, yeah. you're, you're, well, he's Uncle E.T. to me. Yeah. But, you know, your dad. Um, yeah, our, our family, man, we, we've got military all up and through. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And, and we also have, so our, our grandfather's brother, so our great uncle, Lorenzo Pizant, he served in the Second World War. And, um, you know, so I know that it's, it's different now. So it's interesting how things change. So Bill and Tish come home and they're, you know, um, able to get into VA and some of the uh, benefits that are offered to them a little bit easier Mm -hmm. than, you know, the treatment that, you know, Uncle Lorenzo got. You know, I understand that, you know, yes, he was able to, you know, get a home, but there are many black soldiers that were not able to, um, you know, have access to getting a home, you know, or get, it wasn't equal access to veterans. Black veterans got treated differently than white veterans, you know. so it, it's, it just depends. You've heard some of the stories. There was one, and so Uncle Lorenzo was in the, the Navy, but um, uh, let's see here. There was a, a, a soldier that, you know, had on his uniform and, you know, in his uniform, uh, some local townsmen got mad with him when he stepped off the train and they fought him and they blinded him. You know what I'm saying? Because he had on the uniform and in their opinion, if he had on the uniform, he was better than white men. Now he didn't sing to them. They approached him. So and there's stories like that that are just you know all over the country. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, it's 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 different now. Um, but you know, well, let, I'll say this: um, everybody has their own stories because I I do know that there are still some soldiers uh, or or uh, service members, regardless of you know background who who don't have equal access you know some people bill you found it a lot easier to get some of the benefits you got but there's some you know who just didn't you know after the vietnam war remember a lot of uh, the vietnamese i'm sorry the vietnam veterans were treated horribly because they felt like you know a lot of americans felt like well you lost the war so they didn't give them benefits or that you know the way they were treated was just terrible there were a lot of homeless veterans that came back from vietnam so i mean See, you that's know, just sad. Like you should terrible. not be over serving a country, fighting for people that really could care less about you, and then you come home and you have to struggle or fight to get the things that we just right. enjoy daily. But you just mm-hmm. finish serving like that. It just it's just not right. It's just not right. And so I look yeah. at um, I don't know. It's just not right. So before we get ready to go, I just want to let everybody know how they can contact us. So we, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we actually have a YouTube channel. It's in the developmental stages, <laughs> but it's there. 
And you can also see all of our episodes on CousinChat.com. That's C-U-Z-N-C-H-A-T.com. And uh, yeah, I usually go right into the takeaway. But before I even do that, if you guys have anything else you want to say or add, you could just, you know, chime it in there. Because my takeaway really is just, you know, that we need to treat our veterans better. Period. And and we need to acknowledge them, in my opinion, more often than just on Veterans Day. Mm -hmm. You know, one day a year, we, we, we act like we love our veterans and we give them discounts here and a discount there and a, let them go first there. You know, let the veterans yeah. get ahead in line. Okay. You see a vet, think of it. Yeah, then the Veterans Day sales. Okay, so fine. But then what do we do of the other 364 days of the year for our veterans? You know something, you know? so like I every once in a while, there will be somebody that'll, you know, they'll see my ID card and they'll say, hey, thank you for your service. Mm -hmm. And honestly, sometimes I don't know what to say after that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Or, you're welcome. You're welcome. I, I, never really, I never really looked at it as something, you know, like, oh yeah, I did this for you. You know what I mean? That's never yeah. how I've looked at it. So I, I can't. When somebody says thank you for your service, I'm like, all right. Say you're welcome. Say you're welcome. Just say you're welcome. Say you're welcome. I feel the same yeah. way. You know, some people, <laughs> well, first they, they look at my ID card and they wonder where my last name came from. And then they ask me. <laughs> and then they then they go, oh, well, you know, thank you for your service. And it, it, it throws me off too because I didn't really do it for you. I did it because you know, it's something that I needed to do for me in my that point in time in my life. Interesting. So people come up and say thank you. I'm like this. Okay. <laughs> you know, like okay. But now you know. If people yeah, are I just know. grateful that mm -hmm. and and actually just trying to acknowledge the people that they do come in contact with. We just happen to have veterans in our family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know, it, it's nothing new. We we talk to you guys all the time. And yeah. um, we even do our post, thank you for your service. So that's interesting. So all these years we've been thanking you for your service. <laughs> you were looking Have at you us. Have you ever noticed I never said you're welcome? I always, I'm always like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I hope that you both understand that your sacrifice is appreciated because yes. you know this is a it's a tremendous sacrifice you may have thought of it as a job or just you know right now something to do right now i hope you didn't because the thing no, is, no. what you did ha is has such a larger impact on you know communities on countries i mean it's it, See, it, it's yeah it should be valued i hope you value for it. me for me the way that i looked at my service was that it was a part of my life that had to be you know like fulfilled it had to be done you know i looked at it as almost like an obligation i'm one of those type of people where i believe i think everybody should have a little bit of taste of military mm -hmm. i agree and you know, if and if at anything, at, at at the very least, you know, kids in high school, you know, they should, you know, you know, broaden that junior ROTC program, you know, and at least allow them to, you know, get that little bit of structure, and know, hey, look, you know, you know, you can, it's it's okay to follow orders, you know, it's okay, you know, it, you know, you learn how to be a leader, you you learn a lot, 
you know, it, it's a lot of building blocks for those young kids, you know, and I think it's really good. It's really, really, really good for people. It's turned a lot of lives around, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm just, I really truly believe that. I think if, you know, every citizen in America mm-hmm. spent a little bit of time and did a little bit of time, you know, things would look a bit, a little bit different. But my main takeaway for this whole thing is if we want all of this change to happen for these veterans, we got to go vote for it. Definitely. Yes. Vote, 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 vote. Go ahead. With me, uh, my reason for doing it, when when y'all say thank you for your service, I, like I said, I didn't do it for y'all. I'm not, you know, saying it in a mean way. But, you know, I didn't say I'm going to join the military for them. I joined it because, A, I wanted my own life. B, I wanted to feel independent. I wanted to get out on my own and have help, but not my parents' help. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to step out on my own two feet and see where I fall. Either and I'm you know where you fell? You I'm fell in quit. basic training with me. <laughs> in trouble with him. I mean, we had drill sergeants looking at us like, are y'all a married couple? Because we would sneak to go and hang out with each other without a battle buddy. Because we were supposed to have a battle buddy. And they looked at our tags and saw that we had the same last name. And they asked if we were married. And we looked at them and said, ew, that's nasty. (laughs) (laughs) No. I I I got in some trouble. Oh Lord, we lost our squad leader positions, didn't we? Oh, and the push-ups. Oh no, it was good. Oh, I just kept mine for picture purposes. That's really. <laughs> oh my God! You know what, <laughs> guys? Thank you for hanging with us today. This I I have enjoyed this so much. I just want to honor our veterans, acknowledge our cousins, and we about to get into some real chat. So we're gonna let you guys go. And uh, so, um, as far as just taking better care of our veterans. Please do. You see a veteran, think a veteran. You don't know what they're going to be thinking on the inside. Like, why are these people thanking me? You know, I did this because it was a calling, whatever. Just know that you still should say, thank you for your service. Thank them. Do something for them if you can. And um, so, until we come back, please think about all that. I'm Donna, and Kenyana is here for and Tish yeah. and Bill. Thank you for hanging with us. All right. This is Cousin Chat. Be blessed, everybody. Bye-bye.